You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Drake, and in just a few short moments, I will send us right back on over to, to part two of our discussion regarding the conference realignment and how Max and I, we don't see eye to eye on this a little bit more. We do agree on the core four, but we kind of have little, little disagreements here and there about where schools should go and for what reasons, and it's a lot of fun. We actually do plays like this fun game in the last segment we like to call Garage Sales, so we see where the remaining eight schools from the Big 12 where they eventually end up, because right now all signs are pointing point towards the uh, the fact that the Big 12 won't be here for very much longer, and unfortunately that's the case. But it's a great, beautiful new day, a new dawn in college football, and we're having a lot of fun with this. So, folks, with that being said, I won't hold you guys up any further. I'll send it right back over to myself and Max for today's episode. Fellas, take it away. Yeah, so I don't know. There, I feel like we almost we almost did lose our structure there a little bit, but I, I think it sounds like we're on the same page that the more plausible scenario is that we're going to end up with a core four because yeah. I do not see, and we're, we're oscillating between plausible and most likely. So let's go with, we'll just kind of qualify everything we say so people know where we are in the discussion. I, I think the most likely scenario is a core four because I cannot think of any single any single grouping of teams that keeps the big 12 in its AQ stat, which is folks, sorry, I'm speaking in acronyms. They're automatic qualifying, meaning they get a new year six bowl. They get favorable treatment in the playoffs, all that jazz. I cannot think of any grouping of teams from the group of five that gives them that. And if they rip off really anyone that would keep them in that, because I think they need four, they're not going to pull this BS with 10 teams again. And, you know, it's one thing when you go down to 10 teams. Now that you're at eight, in my opinion, they're going to say, hey, you got to get back to 12. And if they take the teams that getting to 12 would take to make them a relevant conference from the Pac-12, then I think there's a very valid argument the Pac-12 doesn't get to stay as an AQ conference. So I just don't see it happening. So, yeah, I think the core four, like we're on the same page, that basically that's probably the most – plausible is probably the most effective way to go about this like i said before the super league of two conferences not that's the nfl model and that's the one thing that like ends up like college football like likes to pride itself on being a little bit different from i mean it does work easier for seeding purposes and stuff like that but also there's 32 teams in that you're not gonna be able to do that with about almost 48 to 64 teams you just can't do that the math doesn't make sense for that unless you want to do a ncaa march madness tournament style for football but for safety reasons, you're not going to be doing that. And also you're going to be losing games, which also leads to losing revenue. No, and I did the math for the folks yesterday where it, it doesn't work. You end up with, if you go to, if you go just to 48, you have to run three pods of eight teams in each of the super conferences. That means you got to play seven just in your pod to give you a real sample size. You really have to play two and two from the, you know, two from pod B mm-hmm. two from pod C. So now you're at, was that 11 games already then you're going to have to have some sort of playoff. I would assume it's a four-team champion of each pod plus an at-large bid just in that conference. So now you've got, you know what, semifinals and finals. It's two more. So you're at 13 games already. Well, no, and then the championship. Okay, so the championship, you're at 14 games. Right now mm-hmm. they play 15. So that means you get one out-of-conference game. 
Maybe. Yeah, and the, that's the one thing we like to watch at the beginning of the year. We're like, you know, as much as you know, we didn't enjoy the game. We want to play Alabama week one. Oregon, we want to watch Oregon beat up on Auburn week one. We want to watch we want to watch Miami in literally less than two months get their brain stopped in by Alabama. Like, and that's the one thing about culture football that we really, really do enjoy. And they also these members, these ads, they understand that they really understand that at the primary core of the entire thing, it's about how much money can we get from the best product put out on the field. That's why Texas and Oklahoma wanted to leave the Big 12 because they were literally carrying the corpse of the Big 12. Because like once they're gone, who else is going to be the top contender there? Iowa State, Kansas yeah. State, like they have been literally they have won the last six straight Big 12 titles, and neither, nobody in that conference I think has won anything at all nationally wise since 2004 so and that was texas so no, that's exactly right and yeah. by the way do you know that alabama the university of alabama is an affiliate member of the big 12 for women's rowing anyway, oh yeah that, that happens a lot actually yeah, a lot yeah of i just thought that was a interestingly enough yeah for wrestling the big 12 has missouri northern colorado northern iowa north dakota state south dakota state uh university of wyoming and the air force academy yeah, That's so what's, yeah, a lot of schools, like, they will cross. If they don't have enough players, like, on their school and their university, they actually will go to right. other conferences and register for that. Like, like lacrosse for Johns Hopkins is the only one sport that actually isn't Power 5, and it's Big 10. Yeah, no, well, it's big for hockey is another huge one that they do that in. I mean, the Big East still exists for basketball. Same yeah, thing. exactly. What's up, gang? Drake here. I, I am sorry to interrupt, you know, this great conversation between Max and I. However, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get all the latest odds and info and the latest sports action, whether it be Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, UCMA, or the hot thing right now, the Olympics. I just cashed in on a ticket for plus 900, that's 900, again, for Lee Kiefer to win the individual women's foil and fencing gold medal, and trust me, I wouldn't be able to done it without our folks over at betonline.ag. So head on over right now and use promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, whether it be through the website or your mobile device. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED ON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But before we get too off topic, in our last little bit before we wrap up, Let's play the plausible, probable, possible, probable, hypothetical, whatever you want to call it. Let's play yard sale. I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about where we think each of the remaining folks in the big eight are going to go and what's what their fate is going to be. So Drake, we're going to do this kind of rapid fire. You can give a little bit of elaboration, but let's just, let's get the people out of here with something stimulating. So Here's who's left in the big in the Big 12 that's now going to be eight members. We're going to have Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. Let's go bottom to top. Drake, what do you think is the fate for West Virginia University? Probably independent. Okay, I like that. Independent. I, I honestly think that they end up with the AAC. I think that uh, Dana Holgerson was one step ahead of them and just wanted to test the waters of that conference first. <laughs> Texas Tech, what do you think happens to those folks? I'll probably go put in the AAC. AAC, okay. I was thinking Mountain West for them. They're out in Lubbock. I think that they either end up in the Mountain West or I think they actually, by, the, by their play style and location, I think they're a prime candidate for the Pac-12 in my opinion. 
Yeah, I just don't put. I wouldn't put any schools past like what's the, the New Mexico in the um uh, in the Pac-12. That's just my own personal thing. Yeah, I mean, they're Lubbock's out there though. If you look, they're only eight hundred, eight hundred. They're eight hours in driving. They're about five hundred miles south of Boulder. They're a couple, about three hundred miles to the east of Albuquerque. So they're. You're right. It is a bit of a slog, but as far as most of these teams go, I think they're one that. Probably makes sense if the Pac-12 is looking to expand. Now, who's next? Okay, we got TCU. They're in Fort Worth. What do you think, buddy? TCU established 1873, endowment of $1.7 billion, private institution, 11,379 students enrolled. I'm going to go with that. Some a school that people are saying I'm going to the Pac-12, but sticking with my earlier rule about New Mexico, no, I'm, that's an AAC team right there. I've ever seen one, especially with the private schools right there. So, yeah, there is absolutely no way TCU goes to the Pac 12, in my opinion. If you look at that and you want to talk about travel burden, they're out in the Dallas Fort Worth area. They're two time zones away from most of the members of the Pac 12. Getting from, I mean, look, I get it. Dallas is a hub, but it still costs money to travel with a football team. I think that they probably go independent. Was, going to be what i was going to say mm-hmm. uh, but i think the AAC that actually makes a lot of sense because they're in, they are a private school yeah they're a rich I think I mean, they a 1.7 billion dollar endowment with eleven thousand students they really don't need a conference and they could probably benefit from being independent quite frankly but yeah i think the aac is a strong strong pick there drake because as you know they were in the group of five what 10 years ago mm-hmm. i don't know like 10 12 years ago i think they were in the mountain west before they came up to the big 12 so Probably not that big of a stretch to think that they go back. All right, team that's near and dear to your heart, been in it since 96, Oklahoma State University. Where do you think they end up? Where are the pokes going? If I'm then, I find a way to even go to the SEC. If I'm them, be perfectly honest with you. Keep the Bedlam Bowl alive. Stick with the OU. I think that's pretty that, that's honestly their fan base kind of ever, even though Tebow Tebow Pickens, you know, RIP isn't there anymore. That's something that you definitely think would be a really good match. I would agree. I think that they should be doing anything and everything they can, like whatever it takes to get Oklahoma to take them with them. You have Bedlam. That's a great draw. They have the personality of an SEC school, in my opinion. Are they? Don't go on a rant. Don't go on a rant. I'm going to go on a mini rant. Sorry, Drake. I tried to stop myself. I'm really tired when there's this realignment talk of SEC fans on Twitter. Like, that team's not good enough to be in the SEC. You look at their bio, it's like Arkansas. It's like, okay, and if you guys had relegation, you would have been knocked out like 27 years ago and probably down in the Division Two ranks hoping you make the playoffs by now. But sure, they're not the quality of a of an Arkansas. I, I, I got I mean, what do you think? They're probably what an Ole Miss Mississippi state type team. I think they have their good years. And if they had sec money, they'd probably have some even better years. So, um, yeah, I think they're, I think they're a solid, solid school. Like to me, they always have the one random year. They're very, very good with really good, really good talent. I probably would honestly equate them to Auburn more than anything else. I think that they're kind of like simpatico with that sort of thing. Cause they, they're always mm-hmm. going to be seen as the little brother of the bigger in-state school, OU, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Auburn. So to me, that's kind of like very similar to the two. Yeah, but lower ceiling. Like they're not going to win national championships, I don't think. But I, I see what yeah, you're yeah, saying. As as, I think yeah, that's a good my, comparison. Yeah, yeah, as long as my gun is, they're not going to win anything. Shave the mullet, though. We'll see what happens. I, I will say this to put them to put them to bed. I think that if another team from this conference is going to the SEC, I think they're the most likely. Yeah. Now, plausibly, I don't know what happens to them. If we assume full implosion of the Big Eight, ah, 
I, I think they're a little too good to go to the AAC, but if my original theory from yesterday sticks where the AAC is going to make a play for the big or the power five, I think they would be, be a massive, yeah. massive key to that. I mean, I, I, for, let me put it this way. If Oklahoma State does not go to the AAC, the AAC is not getting in the power five. Their only chance of getting in by using the situation to the, their advantage, Oklahoma State has to be one of the teams that comes in. And in fact, yeah. I would say them and Baylor because of basketball, but even then power five doesn't matter for basketball. So I don't think Baylor really matters. Mm-hmm. Kansas State, where do we think they go? Kansas State, that's a regular, that's a regular school. It's not private or anything, right? It's public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for them, they're... They're good every four to five years when they find a decent head coach like they have right now. I'm probably just put them in the probably in the Mountain West. Like I don't really particularly care for them whatsoever. Yeah, they're going to end up Mountain West. I, they also are one that I think probably could end up in the Pac-12 if they're willing to travel. They're on the east side of Kansas, so they're. I mean, Kansas is, isn't that massive of a state, but it's kind of it's got some width to it. But I think that yeah, they they probably. If the, if the Pac-12 doesn't want them, I think they're going to have to settle for. Although I don't, we keep doing this Mountain West cop out thing. I don't know if the Mountain West schools that have a lot less money than the Pac-12 are going to want to travel to Manhattan, Kansas. And I think if you take Manhattan or if you take Kansas State out of the Power Five, I don't know if they have the money to sustain the Midwest Mountain West travel schedule because they'd have to go to San Diego State, they have to go out to Colorado, they'd have to go out to what. Idaho. Yeah, the uh, listen. I'm not uh, gonna. I don't tough. think they're gonna care about travel because they have to play Hawaii every year. Um. So if, I think if they they would actually welcome with open arms. <laughs> um. That's going true. over going over to Manhattan, Kansas, instead of going. It's Kansas State going to want to play. They're gonna make sure they're in the other division. Hey, folks. Before we got we let you guys out today and go on your merry way for the rest of your day, we would be you know thoughtless if we did not discuss our friends over at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com has. Over 10 delicious flavors of the protein bars, especially with their new one, the lemon cheesecake, which I promise you guys tastes similarly and almost exactly like the lemon cheesecake over at my favorite restaurant, the Cheesecake Factory. And they're perfect whenever you need them, whenever you are leaving late for work, whenever your post-workout snack, maybe a snack in the middle of the day, or if you're editing a podcast at 1.30 in the morning for the next day's episode. Now, I'm not saying that particularly, you know, for single anyone, but yeah, that's... uh. That's me. That's what I'm doing right now. But hey, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order of BuiltBar.com. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, BuiltBar.com, the official protein snack for the U.S. track and field team. Mm-hmm. All right, University of Kansas, Les Miles, chewing on grass. Where are these oh, guys? he got fired, man. He's not on there. Really? Yeah, he That's did. Yeah, my I boy. shows you how little they pay attention to uh, Kansas football. Yeah, my boy Lance Leipold from Buffalo is there now, actually. But the my University guy, of Kansas is a $1.8 billion endowment. Yeah, they're really, really rich. You know that? From what? Bro, agriculture, shit, man. Yeah. Agriculture, that's a good point. Didn't think about it. I, I I wouldn't have thought the collective earnings of every person to ever go to the University of Kansas added up to $1.8 billion. They're loaded, man, and that's why we're going to bring over to the ACC for basketball purposes because that is a blue blood that we need. People love to watch UNC Kansas, Duke versus Kansas. Like, and while their football program is very mediocre, and that's being playing very politely, their basketball program is going to bring in a lot of revenue, a lot of money, and that's something that's actually going to help sharpen up and also keep the ACC as the number one basketball conference. So that, to me, is purely for basketball reasons. 
yeah, I mean, I don't know when we decided we cared about football prowess when admit, admitting teams to our conference. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think that they would be a great draw. I think what would I like to see for Kansas? I'm going to go ahead and, and spoil it a little. And I'm going to over. I'm going to jump over Iowa State. If I could draw up my dream scenario, we would bring Kansas and Baylor into the ACC. You were stealing not, my. You were stealing my line from our troop chat the earlier this week. Yeah, well, I said Baylor first. You said Kansas first, so I'm I'm getting my. You got to say Kansas first. Let me That's have fair. my Baylor because I I think they're both decent enough at football, but they're not really going to challenge the slightly suppressed but will rise again. Florida State, Clemson, hegemony, hegemony. Is that how you say that? I've never had to say it. I've only wrote it. Hegemony. Hegemony. I've literally never said that word out loud. I've read it several times. Wrote it before. Anyway, hege, hege, hegemony. Hege, whatever. <laughs> I they won't challenge that in football, but that's a hell of a basketball conference. You're talking UVA, UNC, Duke, Florida State, Baylor, Kansas. I love that. I love the way that looks. And let's be honest, folks. There's one more thing driving my decision making here, and that's Mr. Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle, however you want to pronounce it. Once every couple of years, you know, he might come to the Florida State game. We might get to meet him. So that makes me pretty excited. Iowa State, buddy, where do you think they go? They go probably, they probably go to the Big Ten. Uh, they okay. have like, I think a $1.1, $1.2 billion endowment as well because of agriculture and shit. And that's definitely going to be the title of the episode. Is this heaven? It's Iowa. It's Iowa. No, it's Iowa. But they, I think they have a really good like academic program there as well. And they, that's a school that I think Matt Campbell like already has that Big Ten mentality with his team purely for football. For basketball, it's kind of the same way when you see the way they play defense. And they're kind of a little slower pace. So I definitely see Iowa State. It's like a match made in heaven going over the Big Ten. I completely agree with that. I think as much as Oklahoma State is the most likely to also get picked up by the SEC, I think Iowa State probably makes a lot of sense going to the Big Ten, especially when you factor in that you have Iowa there. And that now frees up an out-of-conference game for Iowa. I don't understand I forgot about that. That's right. Where people are like, oh, Florida, ne- Florida would never win. Florida State and the SEC and, you know, Clemson would, or South Carolina would never want Clemson there. It's like they play each other anyway. What difference does it make? And now you get to free up and out a conference game for a cupcake. Like, I, I think that's mainly for recruiting purposes because the one thing that you when you do when you do ask kids, yeah. one of the big things they said to do is like, hey, you know, they want to play in the SEC too, but they can't because they're not over here. So that's like one big – that is kind of one thing to have over us in recruiting purposes. So it doesn't – I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm disagreeing with the person. I really – I think kids care about the it's kind of a hard thing to to quantify. Do kids really care about the SEC or do they care about the fact that they go to these schools with all these money, all this money and all this like focus on football? So I don't know if like us being we all if we were also doing those things like Clemson's also doing those things. I don't think kids really care that Clemson's not in the SEC because they also have all the money all the $5,000 handshakes, all the facilities, all the stuff that an SEC school has. Mm-hmm. So I that's a topic for a later pod. So mm-hmm. let's get to – I agree with you on the Big Ten one, though, because, again, it frees up a game for Iowa, frees up a game for Iowa State. Now they can both either schedule – What's the rivalry game called? Or uh, the Paul Bunyan's Axe? No, that's, that's Minnesota. Oh, you're right. Uh I don't know. Look it up and let me know while I talk about Baylor's our last one. I would love to see us grab Baylor for the aforementioned reasons. I will say, though, they are up there with Oklahoma State for me. And if the AAC wants to get into the Power Five, I will say it again slowly because I know I talk fast. AAC, 
if you want to put your money where your mouth is with this power six bullshit you always talk about that I enjoy because it gives me a chuckle on the couch. But if you actually want to do this and you think this is your time to shine and get in the power five and you don't get Oklahoma State and you don't get Baylor, it's not happening. Baylor gives you a legitimacy in basketball that you do not have with any other team in any other sport. And they're a national brand, always for the best reasons, but they're a national brand. They bring in almost a $2 billion endowment. You have to get Baylor. You have to get Oklahoma State. So I think most realistically, the if the Big 8 is going to implode and completely collapse, Baylor goes to the AAC with Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State goes to the SEC, I think that Baylor and TCU both say screw it, and they say they both stay independent, and they just live off their money and be good at whatever sports they want to be good at those years. Probably TCU at baseball, Baylor at basketball. Yeah, I think Baylor goes to the ACC for basketball reasons. They want they are on the verge right now of becoming the Clemson version like in basketball. They are a really young new head coach, Scott Drew. Their lineup, I mean, even though it's a lot more difficult to sustain this kind of, you know, consecutive title success as like Clemson has done in basketball because the high turnover. And I think that we're going to see the one-done rule be abolished. And now we're going to have either you go to school for two years or you go straight to the NBA. And I have the G League as an option. But Baylor, I think, wants to legitimize them not only being good at – um. At basketball, and they're also pretty decent at baseball too, which I which I will not mind, you know, having them in our conference as well because we're probably the deepest conference of baseball too. So give me Baylor for that. And if they don't do that, I'm with you there too. They're a private school. I think they stick independent and basically go. You know, we'll play anybody anywhere, anytime where we want to do so. Yeah, no, I think that is a pretty good yard sale we just had there. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens, and we'll keep talking about it. People keep listening about it. And we'll do what college football fans do. We will panic for nothing. But, folks, we've only got, what, six weeks left until the season starts. Fall camp starts in two weeks. I'm pumped. You're pumped. Everyone's pumped. Put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Hope you all enjoyed it. This was Locked On Seminoles, and we'll see you all bright and early Wednesday morning. Cyhawk Trophy coming in in a minute to the Big Ten, folks. Take care. Cyhawk Trophy. Yeah, like Cy, like Cyclone and Hawk.